Welcome back to episode 56 of Sporting Max. This episode is brought to you by The Missing Link, connecting you and your business with the biggest stars in the world through events and experiences. This episode is also brought to you by Swish Streetwear. Lift your off-court game with Swish Streetwear, built for bowlers. Please welcome number 56, former NBL pro Canberra Cannon and his versus Magic Johnson in the game, Cam Rigby. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sporting Max. So today we're joined by NBL pro Cam Rigby. Welcome to the podcast, Cam. It's a great honour to have you on. How are you going? Going okay, Max. Thanks heaps for having me, mate. Thanks, Cam. Now, um, I'd like to start off with sort of what was growing up like for you and what was a young Cam Rigby like? Um, oh, there was no COVID, which was fun. There was lots of outdoors activities, <laughs> um, playing footy, playing basketball, riding bikes, climbing trees, mm-hmm. going fishing with my brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, not a great deal. Pretty, pretty average sort of childhood, actually, mate. Mm-hmm. So, where, so sort of like where did you grow up? Uh, out in Diamond Valley, the, the raging metropolis of Diamond Creek, um, which which was a country town 100 years ago and now, now is a little suburb, but yeah, way out in the northeast. So when did you start to sort of get um, involved in sport or start to take an interest or really know that you wanted to be um, a pro at basketball? Oh, I loved it from a real young age. Started playing with my brother and my cousins mm-hmm. oh, nine or ten years old. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of basketball, a little bit of footy. Um, then got pretty serious, sort of under-14s, under-16s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basketball took over, had to make a choice. Um, so I went indoors <laughs> in the warm weather and stayed away from the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably probably under-14s, under-16s was when things got real serious. I, I had no idea what the end was going to look like, but mm-hmm. uh, knew I loved it and wanted to play it all the time. Um, can you expand on how you got um, to the NBL and attracted attention from the club where your NBL career all kicked off with the Canberra Cannons? Uh, long and long and interesting story was was Diamond Valley Junior till under 18s, and then a couple of years of high school in the states, year 11 and year 12, um, then a division scholarship uh, at a couple of universities, then mm-hmm. graduated, came home, and um, got a call from a friend of mine who was sort of my agent at the time, and, yeah. and said. Um, what are you doing on Wednesday? And I told him that I had plans to run some coaching clinics. And he said, no, you're not. You're flying to Canberra to try out. Um, <laughs> and I, I flew up to Canberra and played one-on-one with CJ Bruton for a couple oh, of hours wow. and then played some two-on-two with with Brad Williams and an, one of our assistant coaches, uh, yeah. Lloyd. Um, yeah, and, and had dinner with, with the rest of the team or some of the team that were in town at the time. And the rest is history. Um, now, debut for Canberra, 20 points and um, an astonishing 15 boards. What was your first game like through your eyes? Um, pretty nervous, pretty exciting. Um, it felt really similar to some of the college games I played. Um, mm-hmm. But still, you know, super excited to be a, a full-time professional back home. Um, big, big opening night crowd in Wollongong. Um, yeah. The team I'd seen in, on TV, the um, previous champions of the league with most of their team returning and, yeah, treated it just like a, another big college game and mm-hmm. went out and had a crack and it turned out we ended up losing the game. But um, the the opening night stats were okay. <laughs> now, so what was the sort of gameplay like? Was that game like a fast sort of game or how do you adjust um, to in your first game of NBL? Um, it, it was similar 
sort of tempo to college, real good athletes, really smart, high IQ. You know, as as you get up in levels in basketball, everything yeah. happens a whole lot quicker. Decisions are a whole lot quicker and, and athletes are a whole lot quicker. But there's a degree of sort of old man smarts that come into it. College mm-hmm. is fast paced <laughs> all the time, but in the NBL there's some there's some veterans that we played against like Matt Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Saddle, those sorts of dudes that know when to speed up and when to slow down. Um yeah, it, it was awesome. We we had a uh, an import that that got hurt unfortunately in that game, so I probably played more minutes than I probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no fond fond memories of, of everything, but um, but the, but the injury we had and the and the end result. Uh, finishing third in the NBL Rookie of the Year award um, in two thousand. How did you find the experience um, of your first season in the league? Uh, absolutely loved it. Um, it. It was literally the the pinnacle of, of uh, a kid's dream of, of mm-hmm. playing basketball as a job. You know, it was mm-hmm. I'd, I'd I'd finally made it. Um, the end result didn't go the way I'd liked. We we were a young group that just figuring out how to play and how to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, it. It was it was full on. It was intense, but it was very similar to to the college experience that I'd had, just without all the schoolwork, which was nice. <laughs> now in 2002, um, I believe you played with the Magic Johnson All Stars. I'm um, with the Canberra Cannons, and I, I saw a little uh, clip there where Magic gives you a dime at the three, and you just knock it down um, in the left corner. What was that game um, all about, and what was it like to take the court with the great Magic Johnson? Uh, well, first of all, it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, if if I wasn't there to experience it, I still don't believe that it actually happened. <laughs> um, we we had a couple of former Michigan State uh, graduates on our team as imports, um, Dave Thomas and Mike Chappelle, mm-hmm. um, and their their agent was still heavily involved with the Michigan State program. And, and at the time, every year, former Michigan State players and their professional team would come back play an exhibition game with current team every for the season. And and we got the phone call that that you know having a couple of Spartans was was our ticket to be invited and mm. a few of us didn't really believe it it sounded too good to be true <laughs> um, and I remember talking to CJ about it and he's like no nah, trust me it's going to happen it's going to happen like I'll, I'll believe it when the when the tickets are in our hands and, and surely yeah. we, uh, we we got to training one day and and all the itineraries were all printed out and we're like holy crap this is actually wow. going to happen and then uh, yeah we flew over trained for a week. Um, Magic showed up on the Friday to shoot around and learn some of our plays and mm-hmm. um, absolutely blew our mind that this was actually going to happen. And we sat and chatted <laughs> for a little while, told some stories and um, took some photos. And, and yeah, he, he literally wanted to fit in as part of the group and, and learned our stuff pretty quick. And yeah, when, when we played in front of oh, probably a, a third or a half-filled stadium, it still, it still was great. Um, the mm-hmm. student section was packed and, and it was college flashbacks for me and a bit of an introduction <laughs> to some bad guys that hadn't played in college. Um, yep. But, yeah, uh, absolutely phenomenal. He, he's super skilled, really high IQ, great guy to play with and a, and a personality, and it was just amazing. So there was – the game itself was awesome. Uh, DT and, and Mike played out of their skins in front of their old home mm-hmm. crowd. Um, <laughs> And we ended up beating a, a pretty powerful Michigan State team by about 20 that night and celebrated into the, the early morning afterwards. Uh, now, you came into the new team in the NBL, the Hunter Pirates, um, in 2003. Can you elaborate on what intrigued you or made you want to go to the Pirates? Um, it, it was 
it was a tough point in the league where um, there wasn't a whole lot of money around. It's, mm-hmm. It wasn't as 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 well run and and publicised as it is now. Um, yep. So there weren't a whole lot of opportunities for those of us sort of in the middle of the road. There was enough sort of contracts around for the big stars mm-hmm. and enough opportunities for some young kids. But but those of us who were, were decent players coming off the bench, there wasn't a whole lot of room for. So there wasn't a whole lot of opportunities. Um, and I got a call from Bruce Palmer, fantastic coach, one of my favourites, um, who was putting together the Pirates program and, and he wanted me to come up. And, um, yeah, I had, had a chance to, to stay in the league. Once once the cannons folded, we sort of had to scramble and find new jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, went up there for a little while. Um, yeah, a little while. Things, things didn't go according to plan up there. But... Um, Great experience to get to know Bruce a little bit more and, and some of the guys on the team. Um, yeah, it was, it was a chance to, to, to stay in the league and, and get back in and play. So what happened there when you sort of left um, the Pirates? Um, got hurt at training. Uh, got injured. And it was a really strange injury um, that got misdiagnosed for a couple of weeks and I couldn't train and I couldn't play and the doctors couldn't wow. figure out why. Um, and then I'll, I'll be as politically correct as I can um, management at the time, because we were young and, and losing a lot, the management mm. told me that they had to be seen to be making moves. And mm. because I was injured and hurt, um, I would be the first player to be cut. Oh, no. Uh, so it, it was disappointing and, and it got pretty messy behind closed doors, but it, it turned out okay. Mm. I came, came back to Melbourne um, and within five minutes of talking to... Uh, David Young, Dr. David Young, mm-hmm. um, found out what the issue was, and it was uh, a little bit of issue with the lining of my hip joint. Um, mm-hmm. And about an hour or so on the operating table that Saturday morning, and I was back running and jogging and playing preseason in about six or eight weeks. Wow! And then um, went on to have a, a good a good preseason and ended up playing at Dandenong following that, and, and yeah, having no troubles with the hip ever since. So it was it was a little bit messy, but turned out okay. You mentioned playing for the Dandenong Rangers. Um, now you won the Eastern Con- made um won the Eastern Conference um championship with them. I'm um, in the Siebel in '04. Now you put together a, a performance that got you um Grand Final MVP, and then the year later, um playing for Mildura, you once again earn that award. Um, what are some of your memories of these uh, two games? A couple of games. Um, well, the the Dandenong group was almost an NBL team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had. Uh, Myself, Darren Smith, Nick Mirich, mm-hmm. Andrew Murdoch, uh, Adam Quick, um, Chris Smith was our import. So we had you know guys with NBL yep. experience, and, and we were a pretty big group. And um, once we figured out how to all work together, we had a pretty impressive season and, and, and won that game against Nunawading pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at our home court, and the crowd was great, and I remember that much. Um, the frustrating <laughs> part about the following year was – the way the Mildura game ended, we ended up losing that championship game. Um, mm-hmm. That was, it was not as talented a team, but we worked really, really hard and we figured ourselves out sort of midway through the mm-hmm. year and won eight or nine games in a row to get us into the finals and, and, wow. and chipped away at some finals. And I was back and forth from West Sydney to those Siebel finals. Uh, mm-hmm. And it came down to the wire and we missed a shot on the buzzer to steal one at Geelong. It would have been a good one to get, but yeah, it, it was a, it was an awesome game. Um, you then went on to join the Wollongong, now Illawarra Hawks. Um, how did that move from the Cannons um, to the Hawks all sort of come about? 
Um, had had a good couple of Siebel seasons um, and proved that I was healthy again after the whole Hunter injury thing. Um, and Brendan Joyce got in touch and was putting together a roster in in Wollongong um, mm-hmm. to back up uh, the, the guys I mentioned before, Matt Campbell, yep. uh, Glenn Saville, Darnell Mee, uh, Adam Ballinger, who funnily enough was on that Michigan State team we played. Um, so when Ballinger came out, I, I sort of knew him a little bit. Um, and they were putting together a pretty good group and wanted some support off the bench, and it was a, it was a good chance to to prove I was healthy again and get back in the league. And mm-hmm. we had a fantastic year and, and and pushed all the way to the NBL finals and didn't quite get there. Um, we got our butts kicked pretty well by a, a really talented Sydney team that lost their mind and shot about sixty percent from three for three games wow. and, and, and <laughs> smacked us pretty good. Um, but no, it was it was awesome time living by the beach and, and, and getting to play with those guys every day and, and, and Wollongong's a fantastic place to live. But yeah, that, that year was awesome. Now that um final series against Sydney, um how does it feel when you get so um close to the holding that championship trophy but just can't get it done um against such a great king side? Um really emotional at the time. Because everything you've done through years of build-up, big preseason, and the long, grueling season, getting to that point where you've got a chance to win it, um, everything we tried went wrong, and everything they shot up went in. Um, <laughs> I think Jay Smith averaged thirty-five or thirty-eight or something stupid like that, um, and our our starters just had three, you know, poor shooting games. Um, everything we tried, that they were the right shots to take, but we we just couldn't make one. And and momentum kept going, and, and they were coached by you know Gorgian, who's a fantastic coach, and they kept yeah. the momentum going and, and and smacked us pretty well three straight. But yeah, um, looking back on it, it, it once the emotion died down, um, it's an okay. awesome memory to have right up until the point where we got our butts kicked. <laughs> um, now I see you claim the Hawks' most improved uh, team award in two thousand five. What did that mean to you um, to see that, you know, you're being recognised for putting in the hard work and effort into your game? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, we, we had some some individual sort of awards through the year and, and it was personally it was great for me because I knew that my hip was fine and I, I, I belonged back in the league and I was healthy again and, and, and all the work I, I put in to get back was, was being recognised, which was awesome. And we were succeeding as a team, so that there's always yeah. little individual accolades that come along with that um one of my fondest memories was being a part of that group um how hard they worked um learned a lot from our strength coach dave boyle um who was one of the inspirations in in the career that i've taken ever since um so yeah, lots of awesome memories coming out of that um coming out of that team um now after a season at wollongong you were headed uh, to the west sydney razorbacks how did that opportunity um i guess present itself um, I had a you know, personally, I had a pretty good series in that final series against Sydney, mm-hmm. and, and I guess they figured if he can play well against their rivals, let's give him a job and see what he can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, I had, a, had a chat about that to to Mark Watkins, the coach, mm-hmm. um, and he was pretty keen on on what he had seen in that final series, and and the plan was to have a pretty decent role in what on paper was going to be a pretty good Razorbacks team, um, but mm-hmm. a mixture of injuries and 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 people leaving for Europe and things like that. The, the team we put on the floor at West Sydney wasn't anything like it was supposed to be, but a hard-fought couple of years up there and made some really good mates and, and, and had some good times. Didn't win a whole lot of games, but um, we, we created a lot of stories coming out of that and made a lot of good friendships, I suppose. So how do you reflect on your time um, at the Razorbacks? 
Um, loved a lot of it, hated some of it, um, uh, and, and everything in between. Um, it, it was hard work. It was um, messy behind the scenes because it was another team in that weird financial era that, that eventually yep. folded. Um, <laughs> and it, it's, it's weird to say three out of the four teams I played for no longer exist, mm. and it wasn't my fault. It wasn't because yep. they were paying me too much. Um, <laughs> I wish it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of uh, great mates that have come out of that and a lot of great stories, um, but some really messy stuff off the court and behind the scenes. But, you know, it can't be helped now, so we worry about, you know, the, the mates that I've made and the stories that we've got. So every time we get together, we, we reminisce on on the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, throughout 2007-2008, um, you spent a year back at Wollongong. Um, why did you decide to return? Um, loved living down there. Um, loved a lot of the guys that, that, were, mm-hmm. that were still part of the group. Um, and after the, the sort of... The, the messy end that things had uh, at West Sydney. Uh, it was great to, to get an opportunity to go back to somewhere that was familiar and that we had some success. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I wanted to get rid of the the, the bad memories of West Sydney and, 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 and go to somewhere that I had some success and, and, and was familiar with. Um, now, I believe in 2007 you won a championship um, with Bendigo, right? Yep. Now, what was that uh, championship experience like for you? And was it different to the um, experience you had with the Dandenong Rangers? Yeah, it was It was a little different um, being in a country town. Um, it, one, of the, one of the many things I loved about the, the, the times I spent in both Ballarat, Bendigo, Mildura, Hobart, mm-hmm. um, were being from smaller towns, there's, there's a bigger crowd interaction. It, it's more of yeah. an event. Whereas the suburban teams, as, as great as they are, um, the suburban teams sort of lost in the Melbourne shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bendigo Braves basketball, when it's successful, when it's going well, is is, is an event. So it was it was almost like playing in a in a in a smaller version of the NBL. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, great uh, country town guys that I got to know that I'm still really good friends with now. I spent some time with a couple of weeks ago at a at a friend's birthday. Uh, was awesome, you know, living in a country town and 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 experiencing that again was was great fun. Um, now throughout your time uh, in the Seabull, you've played for clubs like Ballarat, Hobart, um, and Bendigo. Do you notice a difference between the style of play between um a league, say like the NBL and then the NBL one? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of sort of size and speed. Um, mm-hmm. Guys uh, are not quite as big. Guys aren't quite as fast. Um, decisions are a, a, a split second slower. It, it's like stepping up in any league, sort of an age group yeah. of 14s to 16s, 16s to 18s. Everything's that little bit faster and, and more athletic and quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's a little bit of that. Um, and, and every coach is different as well. Philosophies are different. Every, every group mm-hmm. of players provides a, a different sort of dynamic. So mm-hmm. overall, it'd be size and speed. Um, mm-hmm. But then individually, it's... it's um, Team by team, coach by coach. Now, post basketball, you've had multiple roles, um, sort of in coaching, mentoring, um, and athlete development. What do you like most, um, or enjoy most about these roles? Um, giving young athletes the, the the chance to experience stuff I did. I remember what it was like to to make these changes and 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 figure out what it was like to to achieve goals and work for them and and, and want to provide that sort of opportunity for all of them and 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 hopefully provide as many pathway chances as I possibly can. 
Now you're the head coach, um, founder and director of Prime Athletes. What is Prime Athletes' um, sort of main focus and what's it all about? Teaching young athletes how to move and how to lift weights, um, mm -hmm. primarily basketball. That's, that's what I know the yep. best. So I've, I've been involved in a couple of different associations um, setting up programs uh, for them, but but mainly teaching as many young athletes as I can how the body's supposed to work. Um, with more with more young athletes than ever trying to play elite level sport, but also sitting in front of computer screens more than ever, um, trying to bridge that gap of, of teaching them how things work and how to get better and how to handle the the workload of elite sport a little better. So as a, a former professional basketballer, what's your aim um, when developing these young kids' skills, skill sets and sort of getting them in the weight room? To create good habits, um, mm -hmm. two things that I want to give all of the athletes that we work with is, is really good mechanical habits, as in mm -hmm. you know, run well, jump well, land well, change direction well, yeah. um, and then behavioral habits on top of that. Every mm -hmm. time they train, be it on court or in the gym, do some good quality preparation, work real hard, do some recovery and get ready to do it again. So that the motto that we operate by is, is prepare, work, recover, repeat. And if you can get into the behavioral habit of doing that all the time, um, yep. habits are much more powerful than motivation because every, everyone's motivation sort of comes and goes. We have good days and bad days, but mm -hmm. if you build good habits, you do, do the right stuff all the time regardless. Do you have like sort of a current favorite NBL team to watch? Um, not really a current favourite NBL team. Um, I, I like watching good close games. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got a, a few um, former teammates and, and coaches that are affiliated, so I hope they mm -hmm. do well, but I, I, I just want to watch good games. Mm -hmm. um, so what would be your best advice um, to anyone who wants to become a successful and elite basketballer um, like yourself and play um, at a high level of play in the NBL? I don't know about an, an, an elite basketballer like myself. There was much, <laughs> much more than me. Um, I, no, I, I was pretty happy with with the career that I managed to, to get out of this unathletic sort of body. Um, just the cool thing about success is is it's been done before. They don't have to create anything new. Just just to, just find people that have done what they want to do and 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 yep. learn how to do it because the, the the roadmap already exists. It's just a matter of, of, of learning about it and a willingness to do it. That's the big thing. A lot of a lot of young athletes want to be great, but not too many mm -hmm. that I've seen so far have a willingness to become great and the steps along the way. They want to jump all the way to doing, you know, a triple between the legs, yeah. double back, <laughs> double step back, fade away before they learn how to dribble with their off hand. Yeah. Like you, you can't skip skip step one and, and try and imagine jumping to step 10. So yep. um, learn learn what it takes and then get ready to do it all the time. If, if you hate repetition, then you're not going to get good at anything. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Cam, for uh, coming on the podcast today and putting aside half an hour or so of your time to come in and have a chat. It's been an honour. Nah, no worries, Max. The, the honour is mine, mate. Keep, keep killing it. Thanks, Cam. Stay tuned, everyone, for some more Sporting Max. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sporting Max. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify or YouTube and be sure to follow our socials. This episode is brought to you by The Missing Link. This is The Voice of Melbourne and we'll see you back here real soon for another episode of Sporting Max.